With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. How are you? It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Always happy to have you join me. Um, I want to play this real quick. Uh, This is Kristen Welker on Meet the Press. President Biden obviously being tested on his handling of this foreign policy crisis, but also the economy, a top issue. He's been getting low marks. We have seen, though, as we head into the holidays, the rate of inflation is dropping. The rate of gas prices are dropping. And I'm hearing, based on my conversations, a lot of Democrats are saying his messaging needs to shift away from Bidenomics to really understanding Americans who say we're not feeling this yet. Not feeling this yet, but you know, so if prices are going down, but they're still higher than they were, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. One more. This is Carl Rove on, uh, he was on Fox. These are numbers that go to the heart of people's ability to see Joe Biden as in a, as the president. Two uh, thirds of the American people think he lacks the stamina and mental acuity to be effective in the Oval Office. And three quarters of Americans think he's too old to be president, including 69% of Democrats. And those numbers are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. Yeah. Now. I, I, I bring up those numbers because it's not an isolated incident. You know, we, as a people, sometimes we think of ourselves in a vacuum and we're we're not cognizant of, we're, we're ignorant of trends happening around the world. Sometimes, however, we make too much out of things happening elsewhere. And oftentimes, we've got to be careful to find balance in what can and cannot be extrapolated uh, from here and abroad as one coherent narrative. And oftentimes... There are independent, fundamentally different reasons that the same thing is happening in different places, and you got to be able to analyze it and figure out what what are common denominators but what's different. I'm talking, of course, about the sudden rash of elections 
around the world where the right seems dominant, particularly the populist right. In New Zealand, you had the uh, left-wing New Zealand prime minister heralded as some sort of um, a transcendent figure in international politics, and her party has now uh, been booted and a center-right government installed. In Argentina, of course, Millet is dominant. Uh, he is going to be the president of Argentina, outperformed the polling, no less, in Argentina pretty significantly, got a, a clear mandate for change in that country. And then while we were away, Kurt Wilder in the Netherlands, uh, his party, and it, when I say his party, it really is his party. He controls the party. There's not some uh, political division of the party that governs the party. He is kind of like uh, the king emperor of that party, and his party won, got, got the dominant share of the vote in the Dutch parliament, and he will be invited, has to be invited, to be a part of a coalition where people have shut him out. So what's actually going on and what's not going on? I want to start with what is not going on because I saw when Wilders won in the Netherlands that the immediate gut reaction in the American press corps from Reuters to the Associated Press to CNN was the Netherlands' Donald Trump wins. Donald Trump lives so rent-free in people's head that it is hard to actually understand what's happening in the news when the media is obsessed with Donald Trump. Uh, Gert Wilders, the leader of this party that has won in the Netherlands, can't be the Dutch Donald Trump because he predates Donald Trump by more than a decade. He's the longest currently serving member of the Dutch parliament. Did you know that? the longest-serving member of the Dutch parliament. He's been there quite a while, since the 90s. To say that he is somehow uh, the Dutch Donald Trump, um, it, it's, it's, it's nonsense because he really doesn't have a whole lot in common with Donald Trump and was there well before Donald Trump with a message that in some cases is markedly different from Donald Trump. The same in Argentina where, oh my gosh, is this populist revolt in Argentina. They've elected their Donald Trump, an admirer of Donald Trump. You know, you know, Miele is an admirer of Donald Trump. And if you listen to what he admires about Donald Trump is that Donald Trump blew up the system in the United States. He's a free market libertarian economist. He's not exactly Donald Trump. But the media wants to characterize these as some sort of populist uprising inspired by or related to Donald Trump. That's really nonsense. Yes, populist uprisings by the people, but why? It doesn't really have anything to do with Donald Trump, and you should just be mindful that so much of what you read in the American press is translated through the lens of Trump that you don't get an accurate picture of what's going on. There is a common denominator, though, from New Zealand to Argentina to the Netherlands to Donald Trump. And the common the thread that binds the stories all together is not Trump. It's the elite in the countries. 
I dare say it is the global elite who are provoking a backlash. I've mentioned this before, um, the East German poem. Um, oh, what der der Dai Losung, Dai Losung. This is a um, it's a satirical German poem by Bertolt Brecht and the East German Uprising of 1953. Critical of the government it wasn't published at the time. It was ultimately published in West Germany. I'll read it to you in English. After the uprising of the 17th of June, the secretary of the Writers' Union had leaflets distributed on the Stalin that that's a road where all the elite lived, which stated that the people had squandered the confidence of the government and could only win it back by redoubling work quotas. Would it not be in that case be simpler for the government to dissolve the people? and elect another. It's that last line that, that's the zinger there. Would it not be better for the government to dissolve the people and elect another people? That poem holds up to what's happening around the world. The elite blame the people, the masses, the middle class. The middle class are dupes who are deluded by Fox News and the internet to believe a bunch of lies that are nonsense, and if only they would believe the elite, they would be better off, and it's the elite policies of the world that are true, pure, and scientific. The elite's policies of the world are so scientific that a boy can wake up tomorrow, declare himself a girl, and his entire DNA will restructure itself so that he becomes a she, and if you do not believe that, you are a bigoted rube of the middle class who believes Fox News, Alex Jones, and talk radio. The economy is good, you hicks and rubes. Just go to Washington, D.C. and see for yourself how good the economy is. You know, as an aside, there's a local shoe store here in my town. Philip was telling me about this yesterday. He went to go buy a pair of shoes, and they would only let him try on one. Not one pair, one shoe. Out of a pair of shoes, he could only try on one shoe. Why? Because too many people were coming into the store trying on pairs of shoes and running out. So now you can only try on one shoe at a time. You can try the left or the right, your choice, but you can't try the left and the right together because of crime. But the media would have you believe this crime wave, it's not really happening. It's, it's You're just believing Fox News. What's happening in each of these countries is that the people are tired of the elite who have dug themselves into positions they can't get out of. They no longer take actual data. They take their own mythologies. They take their own ideas, whether tried or true or failures, and they continue to do them over and over again. It's like the people who say communism has never really been tried. The elite believe their policies have never truly been tried, and they just try them over and over and over, and people are getting tired of it. In Argentina, the elite ran the economy into the ground. Inflation is at 140%. And who did the elite put up to run against uh, Millet? The economic minister who was complicit in destroying the economy, who promised fixes slowly over time. In New Zealand, the progressive government of the former prime minister kept people locked up for months on end, 
and engaged in all sorts of really restrictive, radical policies on COVID and killed the economy. And finally, despite being praised the world over by her fellow elite, got her party booted from power. She herself gave up power, seeing the writing on the wall, uh, managed to say it was all about, I got to go spend time with my family. Yeah, she wanted to spend time with her family because she knew a rebellion was growing in, in New Zealand. And now there's a center-right coalition. In the Netherlands, it's all about migration. It, it's not the economy of the Netherlands, although that's tied to it. You see, the current government in the Netherlands has been shutting down farms. They're even curtailing flights at a Schiphol airport, a place I spent a lot of time as a kid. Because of global warming, they're trying to get cattle farmers to shut down their farms because of global warming. It's wrecking the economy. But more than that, it's mass migration in the Netherlands. People don't feel safe. Crime is on the rise. A lot of it from ethnic Muslim minorities in the country, they don't feel safe. And they finally have realized in each of these places that the elite do not trust the people, do not believe the people, and have decided that their values, even though they're at odds with the majority of the people in the countries, must reign supreme. And so the people are having revolutions peacefully at the ballot box against the global elite. Ever since COVID, the light bulbs have come on with a lot of people that the elite really don't know what they're talking about. The people who say we should put the science first did not. The people who believe that science is their God treat it as a pagan foreign entity when it conflicts with their passions, and people are tired. They've wrecked economies. They've wrecked environments. They've wrecked small businesses. They've ruined the lives of people and children and farmers, and the people are fed up and voting the elite out of office, replacing them with others. And all the elite can do is bellyache and complain and say it's like Trump. It's tied to Trump. It's it's tied to, to lies. It's people are being lied to on social media and they're believing it and they're not believing us. And you know what the response should be? The response should be more information, better information delivered as truthfully as possible. And instead, the elite just want to censor anyone they disagree with. And this is a global phenomenon of Western elite. That's the common tie. It's not really about Trump. Each of these populist uprisings has been about something entirely unique to those countries. The common thread, however, is that each of them have been a rebellion against that country's governing elite who across the Western world and much of the Eastern world as well has decided that they know best and they belittle and talk down to anyone who disagrees with them. And the policy solutions they've advocated for have failed and instead of using the failure to change their minds and go in a different direction, they've doubled down on the failure and told you not to believe your eyes. And people have had enough of the lies and begun to rebel. And it's going to happen here. Not because, again, of Donald Trump, though he may be the benefit of it. It's because the elite in this country try to tell you all the time, stop believing your eyes and the price of the gas pump and believe Joe Biden and Bidenomics is really working for you. And you know it's not. You know your life situation. The elite do not. And they tell you not to believe what's happening in your life and trust them. And people have stopped trusting them. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint. 
You want an HR manager. You don't want to be the bad guy with your employees. Bambi can play the role of HR for you. $99 a month available by phone, email, real-time chat. They do onboardings, terminations. They help your team members get to peak performance. And your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program? Oh, y'all... You know, what, what, what is it? Um, never assume, um, conspiracy when it could be incompetence. But I, I do sometimes wonder if the people who run the Biden administration are out to sabotage the Biden administration, the department of Homeland security, according to the Washington examiner has issued a memo urging the border patrol to use illegal aliens preferred pronouns. No, 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 I'm not making that up. The Department of Homeland Security has published a, quote, guide to facilitating effective communication with individuals who identify as LBGTQI+. First of all, do you notice how they keep adding letters? It was LGB, then it was LGBT, then it was LGBQ like two years ago. Now suddenly it's LGBTQ+, but now today it's LGBTQI+. Uh, they just keep adding all the letters. In, in Canada, they're already using the full string of letters. How many more letters do they want to like include? Can we not just be like LGBTQ or whatever, LGBT? They just want to add more letters all the time. There is some sort of like, I, I mean, it is some level of orthodoxy and liturgy that, that they include all these things in. But yes, the Department of Homeland Security has decided that border patrol needs to respect the pronoun choices of the illegal aliens who aren't respecting our borders. This administration has lost its mind. Good Lord. One of the great groups pushing back on this sort of nonsense is Patriot Mobile. Um, <laughs> man, I can imagine the conversations they're having at their office today about stories like this. Patriot Mobile is a cell phone carrier. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric and move your cell service to them. You get guaranteed great service on the same cell towers you're probably already using. And then as their profits grow, they give to the conservative causes you care about, even 
to parents running for office for school boards against woke members of school boards. They've been highly successful in their efforts to fund the campaigns of conservative parents against woke school board members, many of whom you will not be surprised to learn are childless, uh, just good progressives battling it out on school boards. Patriot Mobile funds those sorts of campaigns. They fund the Second Amendment, the pro-life community. All you got to do is move your cell phone service to them. You go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. You can also call them 972-PATRIOT. You tell them that I sent you. When you call them at 972-PATRIOT, you tell them I sent you. And you get free activation with my name. Otherwise, just go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. You can do it all over the internet, and you can even take your existing phone number to them, patriotmobile.com slash Eric. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Greetings. I hope you are great. Do you have your tree up yet for Chris? Some of you had it up around Halloween, I know, because you sent me emails with pictures. I didn't believe you. I can't believe it. My wife would have had a coronary if I put my tree up uh, before Thanksgiving, but... I got everything, Decker. We had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, I smoked the turkey. I didn't even get any leftover turkey. I smoked it. Got an 18-pound turkey uh, from Port Road. I smoked it. I dry-brined it. I sent out an email so people knew how I did it. I changed it up this year. Uh, smoked a ham. It was fantastic. Didn't bring any leftovers. That we, we brought home no leftovers. Can you believe it? No leftovers at all. Not even my beloved sweet potatoes. Y'all, as an aside... Speaking of sweet potatoes, this came up last night on deep conversations on my front porch. When Christian and I first got married, tw- 23 years ago, I had to have uh, a, I was not very wise. I only had one wisdom tooth and it had to be removed. They took my one bit of wisdom from me. They did not send me home with antibiotics and I got a massive, massive jaw infection swelled my jaw shut. I couldn't eat anything other than like mashed potatoes and sweet potatoes and Frosties for about a month. I lost over 20 pounds. I mean, literally couldn't eat. It it couldn't open my chook forever. And I'll never, I, I mean, I had delusions. I nearly murdered my wife and I'm not making that up. So I, this jaw infection sets in and I get this massive fever we had this fantastic uh, chef's knife that we were gifted when we got married. And all I could think was, I'm miserable. My wife is tossing and turning, and she got up to go to work the next morning. And I informed her that I had given serious thought on how I was going to slit her throat because she had kept me all up all night. She needed to get the hell out of our house so that I could get some rest. And um, she knew something was wrong. She left. Into your, you know, y'all, we had not been married for six months. We had not been married for six months. And I informed my wife that I wanted to murder her, literally, and she needed to get out of my house. <laughs> and we had watched the night before um, the, my, my dental surgery. We had watched Fantasia. She had never seen it before. And her boss convinced her that there was clearly something wrong, that I was not that sort of guy. And they came to rescue me from my house. And I was in the corner of the bedroom 
and the hippopotamuses and the flamingos were dancing on the bed. Y'all, to this day, 23 years removed from this, I can still see those freaking animals on the bed. And I was, I, I had that knife. I was ready to be protected. They had to coax me out of the house, take me back to the the oral surgeon. And when we got there, I can remember them saying, oh, we forgot to call in your antibiotics. We've been trying to get a hold of you. <laughs> no, I did not sue, but I, my gosh. All of that is to say, fast forward all these 23 years later, I have a hard time. I'll eat a Frosty. I, I can't do milk. I still like mashed potatoes, but my love for sweet potatoes has never, ever gone away. My gosh, do I love a sweet potato, a baked sweet potato, sweet potato fries, battered sweet potato fries, sweet potato souffle, sweet potato cubes, sweet potato pie. Sweet potato pie is an underappreciated pie for the holiday season. Did I mention I love sweet potatoes? I'm sure you care. We can move on now. Just need to note that. I didn't even bring home sweet potatoes. My wife, if y'all got the little cookbook, she cubed up the sweet potatoes and she did the bourbon sweet potatoes. They were fantastic. And I didn't get any leftovers, none. But that's okay. Um, But now my kid. So Bates Farms in Alabama sent me a smoked turkey. It's very kind of them. They reached out and said, we'd love to send you one. And apparently they're like world renowned. And so I've got the smoked turkey in my freezer from Bates Farm in Alabama. And I got to go thought out at some point and I'm going to have that. It'll be good. Now I want to review a little more of the economic data. I I've put off the Hamas stuff. I, I really, uh, it, it's like talking about the, um, the campaign stuff. I'm, I, I'm a little bit burdened by talking about the Hamas stuff. It makes me really angry. Might as well. My, I, I, yeah, y'all are listening to radio happen in real time, taking shape in real time. Let me go on and deal with this. I understand there are historic grievances between the Palestinian people and Israel. I also understand that a lot of those historic grievances have festered more through propaganda than reality. The Jewish people have a historic claim to the land we call Israel that the Palestinian people never have had. Historic evidence, let's leave the Bible out of it, historic evidence, archaeological evidence, anthropological evidence, all of it shows the Jewish people have lived in that land far longer than the Palestinian people. Not only have they lived in the land far longer, they have been united as a common people for far longer. The Palestinian people were disparate Arab tribes who were converted under pain of death to Islam by Muhammad, himself a conqueror. I mean, I mean, for all this talk about colonizers and, and, and the colonized, the Islamic armies of Muhammad were some of the great colonizers of the world. And the Jews have been historically persecuted. 
And it, it, it makes me really angry at the people who are both citing this. Because I can acknowledge the Israelis don't always have clean hands. But this wasn't a nation of Palestine before 1948. It was a the British territory of Palestine. And it was called Palestine, not because it was a nation. It's because the Roman Emperor Hadrian wanted to abolish the name Judea and get rid of the Jewish references. And so he called it Palestine. And that name stuck from when Hadrian drove the Jews out until the British ended their Palestinian territory and created the state of Israel in the 1940s. History's a little more complicated than a lot of Palestinian propagandists would have you believe. But even as you can acknowledge the Israelis have done things to the Palestinians that were bad, you cannot get over the fact that there was peace and a ceasefire until October 7th. And the amount of people who will expend enormous emotional and mental energy to avoid having to grapple with dead babies on October 7th. So many of the voices who claim to be pro-Palestinian are actually pro-terrorist. It muddies the water between the Palestinians and the terrorists. There are so many people who claim to be pro-Palestinian who are defending Hamas and what Hamas did. Hamas, they are not the good guy for releasing these hostages. They are the bad guy for having taken the hostages. And if you really must go back and say, well, this is just a tit-for-tat and atrocities that go back to Israel pushing Palestinians out in 1948, actually, the Israelis were given land, the Palestinians given more land, and the Israelis uh, were nearly slaughtered by Arab countries, and they fought and grabbed land, and they won it fair and square in a fight. And they offered the Palestinians their own land and their own country. And Yasser Arafat said no. He preferred the killing of Jews. If we want to go through the complex, complicated, convoluted history, that's fine. But the bottom line is that on October 6th, there was peace. And on October 7th, there was mass murder. And these people in the New York Times and CNN and MSNBC, and the worst is the Washington Post, which at this point is a terror, mass, terror mouthpiece for Hamas. To equate the two sides as equal, no, they are not equal. Let me read for you some language. This is in, in the Washington Post today. This is absurd and as much as it is offensive. Keep in mind, the Washington Post is a terror mouthpiece for Hamas at this point. This is about the Biden administration and, and confronting uh, the pro-Hamas supporters within the Biden administration, the terrorist sympathizers of the Biden administration. Adding to the sensitivity, the unwavering embrace of Israel that many staffers find upsetting stems in large part from Biden's personal lifelong attachment to the Jewish state, aides said. Biden often cites his 1973 meeting with Prime Minister Golda Meir 
as a seminal event that crystallized his view of Israel as critical for Jewish survival. Now listen to this paragraph. Listen to this. At the time, Israel was 25 years old, a left-leaning nation, and a military underdog struggling to find its way in the aftermath of the Holocaust. Now Israel is a military powerhouse led by a far-right coalition, and the Biden administration has become identified with a military campaign that has killed more than 13,000 Palestinians, displaced hundreds of thousands of others, created a humanitarian disaster, and damaged America's moral authority in much of the world. First of all, how do we know 13,000 Palestinians were killed? We don't. That's Hamas propaganda. It's legitimately Hamas propaganda. Where does the United Nations get the number? From Hamas. Hamas tells them whatever they want to tell them. It's amazing to me it took Israel days to figure out how many hostages had been taken and how many people had actually been killed, and yet Hamas throws out 13,000 as a number pulled from their rectum, and everybody quotes it as if it's gospel truth. And by the way, it is not this military campaign that's displaced these people and caused this humanitarian disaster. No, Hamas killing 1,400 Jews, beheading babies, throwing children in ovens to be baked alive, and taking over 100 hostages, that's what caused the whole situation. The moral equivalency of the monsters in the media, they should all be treated like Hamas. These apologists for Hamas. On Thanksgiving, the president of AIPAC, the Israeli uh, American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee in Los Angeles, had people show up at his house and attacked his home in a protest. There's a professor at a college in Missouri who is defending this, saying there should be more like this, that people who defend Israel should not be able to sleep at night. Did the world not collectively agree after the Holocaust never again and yet so casually can slip back into anti-Semitism? There's a real bottom line here that you've got to understand. There is no equivalence between Israel and Hamas. Israel is a nation that was at peace until Hamas chopped off the heads of over 30 babies and killed over 1,400 people, some of whom were at a music festival for peace. And you can defend the Palestinians all you want. But the Palestinians put Hamas in charge, and most of them have justified and defended what Hamas has done. There was peace, and then there was not peace. And there was not peace, not because of what Israel did, but because of what Hamas did. And if you can't acknowledge that, if you try to both sides this, if you try to say, well, Israel did X, Y, and Z, I do want you to understand that I view you as being on the side of evil. It's not nuance. It's not me saying this because I'm on talk radio and I'm trying to be provocative. You are on the side of evil if you try to draw moral equivalence between the two. You are on the side of evil, and I want you to know, and I'm happy to tell you to your face, if you need me to tell you to your face, 
You are on the side of evil if you're trying to justify some equivalence between Hamas and Israel or trying to justify some understanding of what Hamas did. They chopped off the heads of children. They put a child in an oven. They tied a father and son together and burned them alive. They killed more than 1,400 people. They took more than 100 people hostage. And they are not the good guys for taking care of and returning the hostages. They are the monsters all of whom should be dead. And you're on the side of evil if you try to morally equate both sides. And yes, I genuinely, truly believe you are on the side of evil if you're trying to morally equate both sides. And I want you to know, I'm not just saying that as some sort of shock jock on radio. No, you need to know you are on the side of evil. I don't feel any better, but at least I got it off my chest. Now let's move on. Before I do, let me tell you about Americans for Prosperity. They're doing their bus tour around the country, still raising the alarm about binomics and how you can fight back at the state and local level. You know, there are things you do, like, for example, in Georgia, suspending the gas tax. One of the things the governor in Georgia has done, now getting the legislature to ratify it to roll back the gas tax because gas is expensive and wants to give people a break. Gas is expensive because of binomics. Americans for Prosperity is showing you the solutions to fight back. They want you on their team. What you do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. You sign up with them. You become one of over 4 million activists around the country who learn the best arguments, the most persuasive skills to knock on the doors of your neighbors, convince them to fight back against Bidenomics, to go to your school board, your local city government, your state legislature, to explain to them how they can fight back, how we can support free markets and free people. Go sign up today, americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, if you would like to be a part of the program, 877-973-7425. I got to play you this audio. This is with Jeremy Bowen. Jeremy Bowen is the BBC reporter who reported that Israel had blown up the Gaza hospital, uh, and he's now being asked about this. Listen. Missile hit the hospital not long after dark. You can hear the impact. I've got to ask you about the hospital on the 17th of October. Uh, Oh, yeah, likely. Yeah, okay. The BBC was criticised heavily for its reporting of that event. Tell us what happened that night and... You know, bluntly, where were you getting your information and do you regret anything that you said that night? So it broke in, I suppose, mid-evening. And to answer your question, no, I don't regret one thing. He got it all wrong and he didn't regret any of it. Remarkable. Tells you everything you need to know about the BBC. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.